Alpha, Bronco, Sharky. Talking NRL and having fun since 2008. Hard to believe we've been doing this for that long. Hello, boys. Morning, Sharky. Morning, everybody. Good morning, Alpha. Good morning, everyone. We've been doing it for a while, haven't we? Morning, Bronky. Morning, uh, Sharky. Everyone, I wasn't making fun at you. I was making fun at me. One thing I've been around this long for ever in my life, and I'm still married. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this. Yeah, there you no, go. I better not say that. I was going to say this gives you no, more joy, though, surely. 10 years now. Uh, do we get long service for that? Oh, well, like everything has to be referred mm-hmm. to the board, I'll check for you. <laughs> well, that, Alfie, thanks for asking, but that's the end of that. <laughs> you got you got new headsets this year. Just be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of pigeonholes for that claim to yeah. go through. I can tell you, yeah. holy yeah. bloody hell! Mm. Well, what's got you cooking this week? Well, you know, look, look. I try my very, very hardest to be positive. Uh, I, look. It's sort of going to be a positive response, but or it's a it's a fair sort of a bullet bear in the forehead for a few bludgers down around I don't know down down around the Taj Mahal, Illawarra, wherever you like. But oh my goodness me, the uh, look the hook performance by St George. Illawarra Dragons. Oh, I don't know that 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 a club can really get any lower than what these done. My mob were really pretty crappy a couple of years back, but look seriously, what an absolute balls up the other morning when apparently you know. Someone with a, a little bit of authority, I suppose they all think they got it, but they sort of said to eight guys, you know, from the training squad, turn up for training. Look, uh, you guys have slipped down and um, and have a yarn to the media, let them know what's going on, and um, and of course they all look at one another and think, well, we got no idea what's going on. Now this is at eight thirty that the uh, that the media conference was set up for. Meanwhile, back about about seven thirty. Uh, Hook hardly got out of his car, and um, the uh, whoever who I don't know which one of them it was, or whether it was whether it was a posse of them, uh, but uh, Hook was um, given the uh, the big A and uh, instant dismissal. Um, the players knew nothing about it, of course. Um, the CEO um, thanked Hook for his. Uh, for his contribution to the club over the past two and a half years, and thanks for thanked him for all his hard work. But you know, nevertheless, you know, piss off out the place and do it now. Um, Jack DeBellin was most likely one of the few guys that that stood up and and um, and put in a few words like he said, "Well, you know, it's up to the players. You know, we let him down, and you know." We're actually we're the ones responsible for his sacking, and 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 not a truer word was said. I mean, they're playing like absolute bastards. And uh, look, it, it was I've seen and 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 you know heard of shamozzles, but this is most likely the best, the greatest one of all time. And this was a 
amateur out. This was a complete bloody shamoz. Mm. And poor old Benny Hunt. Now, last weekend, Benny Hunt plays his 300th NRL game. Now, you know, I, I mean, it's a pretty elite club. And he's a bloke that busts his... I mean, look, he's on big dough at the Dragons, but he doesn't just count his money. He gets out there and plays football and busts his bum every week. There's a function after the game, and I'm led to believe that there was not one, not one bloody official from the Dragons turned up. Yep. Well, I don't know. how That tells us how the Red V are really going as a club. Um, it's a complete shamoz, a complete shambles, and it's bloody disgraceful. Sadly, it is bloody disgraceful. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Alpha. Yeah, well, uh, again, Bronky, thanks very much. Can't oh. add much to what you've, you've done quite, uh, quite eloquently. Uh, I don't like to say I've been saying this for a long time, I told you so, but uh, I, yeah, this was coming. I, I it has to come, uh, further has to come, uh, as uh, I have spoken of uh, earlier on, that uh, the board's got to be held uh, responsible. There's, there's got to be a complete clean out there somehow or other, even if it is Illawarra comes up and takes over, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing either, uh, because it's been on the nose for, uh, for quite a while, and obviously that bit of rot, that mould that's been in there for quite a number of years has just continued to grow and grow and grow. And, and honestly, when a board, a head of a board, can't step out in the limelight and do what we think that person or persons, plural, should be doing, take the whole buddy gang board along to a, uh, a media conference, doesn't matter, uh, and, and everyone have their, uh, their little bit and hang their heads down, but asking people, players, guys that are supposed to be friends of this person, a coach isn't going to get the best out of his players unless they're on a, a fairly friendly sort of a, uh, a level. Of, yeah, I think that wasn't exactly there. And uh, seemingly with uh, with poor old Hook, it's uh, going to be a bit of a problem. But the way that this was handled was absolutely, well, less than amateurish. Uh, yeah, very, very sad indeed. I, I was, well, I was expecting it, as I said. But, oh, my goodness, the way that it's happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Bronchi. And now, ladies and gentlemen, stand by. You heard that little bit of a bang in the background before. That is the higher portion of the uh, of the soapbox being lowered into place. Now, we could go back as far as Barbecue Gate because I really, really, that's when the rot at this club started. Mm-hmm. So let's move on from Barbecue Gate. We all remember that. That was the start of it. Then we've got circulating in the off-season a proposed option, and I know we've spoken about this, and I actually remember saying to you too and everyone else, who the hell's running this club? We had a proposed option in the summer asking members if they would support a name change and disregard an entire area, the Illawarra, 
it's only where their main ground is these days, their training facilities and their biggest junior base. That's where it comes from. And they seriously thought it might be a good idea to toss up reverting back to the Dragons only in the branding. Then we go from having only three players from the top 30 squad turn up to last year's season presentation night. The club announces to the media and the public that coach Anthony Griffin would have to reapply for his job to remain there in 2024. Now, that decision straight away makes the coaching position the focus for this whole season, taking the responsibility away from the players to perform. It gives them an out from performance and effort week to week. And the media, well, they just hammer the narrative of a coach under pressure from the get-go with every loss. It just gets worse. The focus is just totally on the coach, even before round one this year, before the ball was kicked. They made him an outcast from the kickoff this year. An embarrassing situation caused by the management of the club. Horrendous. If they had told Anthony Griffin privately that he'd have to reapply beyond this season, well, so be it. But to actually make it public, that's a disgrace. Nothing good was ever going to come from that decision. As Bronchi said before, it is. It's amateur stuff. Two weeks ago, we had Jack Bird slamming the fans of the club, questioning their IQ on football, and disregards their importance. The number one stakeholders of not only their individual club, but this entire game, the fans. Then we've got, as Bronchi touched on, we've got the club captain and their best player by a country mile, Ben Hunt, notched up 300 games, a milestone. A special dinner to mark the occasion was held. Coaches and players from other clubs, mind you, attended. People took flights from overseas and around the countryside to be there, and yet no one from the board or management of the joint bothered to turn up to the occasion. Wow, what leadership. 24 hours before he's axing yesterday, media and so-called journalists, half of them the ambulance chasers, they made it public knowledge that the coach was going to be sacked in the morning when he got to work. It was all over the media and out there in the public arena as early as Sunday evening. But no one from the club thought it was a wise and respectful enough uh, you know, decision to actually notify the coach himself, nor the playing squad, turning up for training yesterday morning, that the decision had actually already been made in advance of Monday. They let the bloke turn up to work in Wollongong and call him in to tell him his time was done, yet leaking like a sieve overnight to journalists that he was finished even before giving him the dignity of knowing his own fate before the rest of the world. Disgraceful. Yesterday morning, as Griffin drove away from the club facilities, he was noticed by reporters. The players themselves were actually a, a few minutes later on approach to a beach session for a swim. And a female journalist notified some of those playing, uh, that particular playing group, that uh, they noticed that Anthony had just driven away out of the joint. The players had no idea what that was about. 
And the journalist said, well, I think you've, you're going to find out that um, you'll have a new coach as of now because he's just driven away. And by 10 o'clock, the players were called to a meeting with management where they were told that the coach had been terminated. Unbelievable. Now, we've all been critical here of some of some clubs over the years for their front office antics and their lack of vision, but this mob, fair dinkum, take the cake. Bouncing from one shambles to another. I don't care who intends to head there in the future to coach. You must have absolute rocks in your head if you even consider it under the current way it's set up. How do you talk this mob up to a potential coach? They've shown no footy IQ in recent times. That would be the last place I'd go if I was coaching. I mean, I feel sorry for their fans. The place is laughable. But let me assure you, it ain't funny. Lastly, just on Anthony Griffin, yes, it's a results-driven business. KPIs galore. We all accept that. And, and so do the coaches themselves, and Anthony would too. But there is also a right, respectful way to conduct business regardless of the decisions you want to make. I think he has been treated very, very poorly. This club has unnecessarily made him the public focus for everyone to take pot shots at. With every loss, it got worse. Now, Anthony Griffin, to those who don't know, actually lost his father in the preseason at the age of 92. And anyone who's lost a parent or someone of equal importance uh, in their life can appreciate the trauma and anguish that this creates. I think Anthony Griffin has been most dignified and professional under extremely trying circumstances, especially in the cutthroat business of rugby league. Now, many should be ashamed at the way they've treated this bloke. Look, he deserves to be welcomed back in the game at some stage, should he wish to do so. He's been treated absolutely abysmally by the Dragons, and he's much better off without them. Here he Well said, mate. Talking NRL, online and on demand.